You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. You from an affair with an immoral woman, from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. While I was at the window of my house, looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street, the house of an immoral woman. I'm sorry. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path of her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She, often, she, she is often in the streets and markets, solic soliciting at, the, at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, and with a bra brazen look, she said, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I perfume my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's, all, he's away on a long trip, and he has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts stray away toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many. Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is a den of death. What stands out to me most is how at times, even in my own life, I've been caught up in the things that happen in my own life that I forget to be able to um, see what others are going through. And I forget to pray for them knowing that they need prayer. And it stood out to me this morning through prayer when Pastor uh, David was bringing forth um, the word in prayer time, and it just really ministered to my heart because I know this week I have been going through um, many challenges, and um, but I I have God, you know, I have someone who I can look to. Other people, they don't have that relationship with God, so it just reminded me this morning to pray for those people who are not praying for themselves, to, to not just look at my own circumstances, but to look for others' circumstances as well, because that's why God has placed us here on earth, so that we can pray for those who are not praying for themselves and uh, be that light where there is darkness. 
And I just want to open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we just come before you this morning, and we just thank you, Father God, for your word, Father God. We thank you for your wisdom and your encouragement, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that there is hope not only for us, Father God, but those who are around us, Father God, who don't know you yet, Father God. Or maybe they do know you, Father God, but they're running away from you, Father God, because they're ashamed of the sin that they have been caught up in father god they're they're afraid to come to you father god because they're they're so caught up in their shame and their condemnation father god but father lord we thank you father god that you are the one who restores life into those who have have been dead father god have been walking this life but are dead father lord we pray father god for for healing and restoration. We pray for life, Father God. We pray that you would breathe into those dry bones, Father God. And Lord, that you would revive them. And Father God, that there would be a revival in the church, Father God, in your people, Father God, and those who are running away from you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for drawing them even now, Father God, to yourself, Father God. And we just thank you for your word, Father God, that brings clarity, it brings life, it brings victory, it brings, Father God, just a peace, Father God, of knowing that you are still in control, that you are God Almighty, and that there is nothing impossible for you, Father God, for you have the authority. Father God, you are the very word of life, Father God, and we just believe, Father God, and we trust, Father God, that our lives are not useless in this world, Father God, that our lives are going to be used, Father God, to bring others to salvation, Father God, because that is why we are alive today, Father God, so that others Father God, can have that same hope that we have, Father God, that there is salvation in no one else, Father God, but Jesus, Father God. And we declare Jesus in our lives, Father God, and we declare Jesus over their lives, Father God, and we just thank you, Father God. Thank you for your word, Father God, and thank you, Father God, for delivering us, Father God, from the promiscuous woman, Father God, from that sin, Father God, that can so easily entangle us, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that you are life, and you are the one who, who walks us through, Father God, this life, and we just thank you, and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, continue, Father God, to bless this service, Father God, continue, Father God, to be the light, Father God, in, in our hearts, in this, in this time, Father God, and continue, Father God, to just breathe into us, Father God, your very word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, and we declare victory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we just love you and we praise you, Father God. We love you, and we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of us are grateful that you serve a good God this morning? How many of us know today that you have a faithful God this morning? And he has spoken a word to you. And the promises of God are in his word today. But the question that came out this morning is, do you yourself have a relationship with the Word of God? Because there's a time that you will go through a struggle. You will go through a battle. It will only be the Word of God that will bring you through. It will only be the promise of God that will bring you through. The promise of God that says, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Being reminded of the love of God that never fails. The love of God that will never give up on you. The love of God that died to save me and you. 
and the love of God that will always be faithful to me and you. But it's our responsibility to have a relationship with God, to know His Word, to know what His Word says to you and me, to know what His Word says to this world today. Because it's in knowing His Word that there is hope, that no matter how it feels, no matter what you're going through, no matter how big that mountain may seem, no matter how deep that water may be, no matter how much it may hurt, no matter how fearful it may be, but when you know and have the Word of God, you have something to rely on because you realize you have someone to rely on. And that is God the Father. That is God the Son. That is God the Holy Spirit. That if you choose today to believe, you have His Holy Spirit to bring remembrance of what His Word says. So this morning as we prepare to sing this next song, I encourage you to be reminded, be reminded of His Word this morning. And if you don't know His Word, then make today the day that you say, you know what, no, I'm going to know His Word. I'm going to look to His Word. And I'm going to seek Him through His Word because I want to know what He says. I want to know what He's speaking. Because right now I need the wisdom of God. I need the peace of God to help me to trust Him, to help me to wait upon Him, to help me to believe in Him, to help me to look to Him, to help me in these decisions that need to be made, to help me to know that there is a choice. Even when I think there's not a choice, there is a choice. But Lord, I need your wisdom in that choice to make the right one. Or to at least know that I have a choice. Because right now I don't see a way. But I know there's a way. And that is in you, Jesus. I'm going to read a scripture here. about a woman whose desire was to have a son. But what seemed impossible was not impossible for God. But what became possible, now she was brought to a place of hurt and of mourning and of grief because this promise seemed like it would be taken away. So this morning as I read this scripture and as we prepare to sing this next song, let us be encouraged and let the Lord speak to me and you in our situations and circumstances. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 11, it says, One day he came there talking about Elisha, and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, Say now to her, 
See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered. I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And he said, At this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elijah had said to her. How many of us know that there is word, there's life in God's word? But when the child had grown up, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, All is well. Then she saddled the donkey and she said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run at once to her, meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden from me and not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not reply and lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and laid on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up and again walked once back and forth, once back and forth in the house, and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times 
and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of us know that there is life in our God? But what I want us to focus on this morning is, when she's asked about the situation, when she's asked about the circumstance, when she's asked about the problem, she says, it is well. It is well. When the man of God comforts her and asks her a question, she says, it is well. The man who wrote that hymn, it is well, wrote it from a place of suffering, of loss, of grief. But nevertheless, he was able to cry out and sing that, put that song together that says, It is well. It is well with my soul. So this morning, whatever struggles you may have, whatever may be pressing you, whatever may be heavy upon your heart, whatever you walked in with today, whatever decisions are on the table, whatever you are going through today, if you choose today to trust your God and believe Him at His word this morning, then start to declare His word. Start to declare the promises of God. Start to declare who your God is. Start to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and make a decision this morning that no matter what it is well with my soul not because a circumstance is easy not because it's it's a an easy way to go but because I know today who my God is and I can stand on the word of God and say it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well because I know who my God is. And I know his word is faithful. So no matter how it turns out, I know it is well. Because it is well because I believe in my God today. And no matter what may be going on in this world, and no matter what we may see, and no matter what your family may be going through, your marriage, your kids, your grandkids, your work, whatever may be going on, this morning let us make a decision to say, it is well with my soul. Oh, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. It is well with our soul. Amen. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. That Father God, through everything, Lord Jesus, you know everything we are going through, everything, Father God, our neighbors are going through. You know all things, oh God. But Father, that's what's so wonderful about the relationship, Father is that you truly care and you love us father you love this world so much lord god that you died for this world that everyone who puts their faith in you lord god could have such a relationship father god with you but lord we need you lord 
to help us, Father God, to grow in our relationship with you and your word, my God. Because, Father, we can't have a relationship without communication, Lord. But, Lord, help us to have a willingness and a discipline, Father God, to do so, Lord, as we seek you in your word, my God. Thank you, Father God, for hearing us this morning. Thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, for being our peace for being our comfort, for being our joy, our salvation, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that it is well with our soul this morning, Lord. And we just thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Let's give our God some praise this morning. Is it well with you this morning, church? Is it well with you this morning? And it's just to a place to come to say, Lord God, it is well with my soul. Thank you, Shakine. Thank you so much. Because our God is so faithful. Amen. Our God is so good. And we know this today because of what Christ Jesus did for us. The price that he paid for us on that cross. The life that was sacrificed for me and you. And we could be so grateful to our God this morning. Amen. So this morning we're going to take communion. For those of you at home joining us today, we are taking communion, so feel free to gather your elements, and we will, we will pass out the elements this morning. And this morning, as we prepare to take communion, I'm just going to ask that you would just take this time in remembering all that Christ has done for me and you, and remembering and acknowledging, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying that death that I should have died. Thank you that because of what you did for me today, it can be well with my soul. And I can have a relationship with you today, but not only me, but for all those today that don't know you, that, wanna, that choose to put their faith in you today. And it's because of what Christ did for us on that cross. So let's just take this time right now as they pass out the elements and for those that are at home preparing right now as well. Just take this time between you and the Lord and thanking him for all that he has done this morning. Amen. Oh, we just thank you this morning. Even the cars are praising them this morning. Amen. 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 Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. I forgot to get one. And the word of God says to do this in remembrance of me, of him, and all that he has done for us. And being reminded of the price that was paid, the body that was given and prepared for such a time. But it was so that it could be well with our soul this morning and today. And so that it could be well with all those today who have gone through hurt, pain, and suffering. But not only for them, but all today that just don't know God. But Jesus paid the price once and for all, and no one or nothing in this world could ever change that. The devil can't change that. Me and you cannot change that. Nobody could ever change the will of God 
that he had for the son, and that was to die for the sins of the world. So today, as we take and eat this bread, just be reminded of the price that was paid for this world today, the price that was paid for me and you, and just thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you because it is well today because of it. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Father. As we take the bread in remembrance of you this morning, Lord, we thank you for the body that was prepared, the body that was sacrificed for us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for the life, Father God, that was given for us, Lord. We thank you today, Father God, because we acknowledge, Lord, that, Lord, it should have been us, my God. But, Lord Jesus, you went willingly in obedience to the Father to die for our sins, Lord. And we are just so grateful and so thankful this morning, Lord God. And we do this in remembrance of you today in Jesus' name. Take and eat. Now we take this as a remembrance of the blood that was shed for us. But how many of us know that there is life in the blood of Jesus? Amen? And that blood was shed once and for all. And I am so grateful to God it wasn't just a temporary covering. It was a washing. And how many of us know today because of your faith in Christ Jesus, your sins were washed away. Washed away never to be remembered anymore. So thank God today that we have life and freedom from guilt, from shame, from death because of the blood of Jesus and the life that we have in his blood today. So, Father, we just thank you today for the blood that was shed. We thank you, Lord, that that blood was shed once and for all, my God. And we thank you today, Lord God, that, Father, though that, Father, there was a temporary covering, Lord Jesus, in the bloods of bulls and goats and animals, Lord, but today, my God, there was a covering, a washing of the blood of Jesus, Lord God, that there is power in the blood of Jesus today that is able to continually wash that sin away and to restore us and to make us right standing in you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that, Father, there is power in the blood of Jesus to continually save today, my God. So we thank you for the life that we have in you today, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, because it is well with our soul in Jesus' name we pray take and drink hallelujah amen let's give the lord a shout and a praise this morning amen thank you jesus oh hold on one second we're gonna give the lord a shout and a praise this morning amen we gotta we just remember what the lord did for us this morning amen well praise the lord we thank you for joining us today all of you guys online thank you for joining us this morning uh, we use our 1045 service this morning, and we are just so grateful and thankful this morning for our Lord's faithfulness this morning. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements. We will resume Bible study this uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we will be starting at 7 o'clock. Normally we do 710, but we are going to be opening up with the proverb as we are reading a proverb a day as a church this month. So we will open up with a proverb and maybe just talk a little bit about it for those first 10 minutes. And then we will resume our Bible study in the book of Daniel. So we're in the book of Daniel chapter 3 this month. So we encourage you to study along with us, pray along with us. Uh, Friday night prayer, we will have Friday night prayer. And uh, we, are, we are praying through the book of Proverbs as well. So whatever that date lands on, that will be the, the chapter that we read and pray through that day. So we encourage you to pray along with us and join, join us as well. Our, right now for our 915 service, we are in the book of Proverbs as well. As this morning, today's the 7th. So we pray through the book of Proverbs chapter 7 this morning. 
So as you can imagine, next week is the 14th, so we will be in the book of Proverbs chapter what? Praise God. Amen. You guys are paying attention. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we will be going to the book of Proverbs the month of uh, March. So we just encourage you. All we're doing is we're reading a proverb a day and just asking the Lord to, you know, show us something through it, teach us through his word, because how many of us know that we need the wisdom of God? Amen. Amen. And do we want to be a problem child or a proverb child? Amen. I think I heard a problem child somewhere in there, but amen. We know that through it, we can become a proverb child. Amen. <laughs> amen. But we also got to be willing to acknowledge I am a problem child, and a, but I'm a proverb child at work. Amen. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Praise God. So amen. Well, again, we're just so grateful to the Lord this morning. And uh, we're going to continue to worship the Lord in our tithes and offerings. So we do have the box back there if you'd like to drop it off in there. And uh, Nancy's going to come up and pray for the offering this morning. Amen. Lord Jesus, we continue to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth and in our tithes and offerings this morning. And um, I want to share a word, scripture, this morning before we pray. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this. It's one of my favorites. It's Psalm 23. And I'll read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, Lord. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. It runs over, Lord. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let Amen. us pray for our tithes and offerings. Father God, we thank you, Lord, today for truly, Lord, you are our good shepherd, Lord, and in you we lack nothing, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that as we seek you, Lord, we seek your face and your kingdom and your righteousness, Lord, your holiness, Lord. You provide these things, Father God, that we ought not worry about, Lord. The things that you know we need, like food and clothes, Father God, we ought not worry about such things, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for the provision that you give us, Lord, in our finances as well, Father God. That you give us the ability, Father God, to, to wake up, Father God, to give us the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding to do our tasks at hand, Lord, our responsibilities, our jobs, Lord. And you give us a provision, Lord. You reward us for that, Lord. So in obedience, Lord, to your word, Father God, and all the goodness that you, all the good that you are to us, Lord, we want to give back to you, Lord. We want to be obedient to what you say in your word, Father God. I want to thank you, Lord, that you bless the cheerful giver, Father God, that you, Lord, provide above and beyond what we can ever ask or think or imagine, Lord, that you keep the doors open, Father God, of this house, Lord, with, with the provision, Lord, with the tithes and the offering, Lord, that you 
that your word continues to go forth to set the captives free, Father God, to bring home back to you, Lord, to be your son, your prodigal, Lord, the one that's lost back to reconciliation in a, re in a relationship back to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you make us partakers in your kingdom of such works, Father God, to be able to provide, to take part, Lord, in giving, Lord, back to you, Lord. It's an awesome thing, Lord, an awesome thing that you allow us to do, and we thank you for that, Lord. We praise you and we bless your holy name, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We worship the Lord in every area of our life. Amen. And how many of us know that we need to continue to worship the Lord in every area of our lives? Let us continue to do so. Praise God. Amen. Well, today we have a, a speaker this morning, and uh, he's all the way coming down from La Puente. So let's welcome up Brother Gabriel. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, church. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is moving. God has been moving since the foundations of the world. May He created the world and He spoke it into existence. God has been moving, and just because you cannot see it in your life or you're not seeing it right now, doesn't mean He's not moving. He is moving at all times. He is a God a breakthrough. He's a God that never sleeps or slumbers concerning your promises. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I just thank God, man. I just thank the Lord that he didn't say, take the whole thing, right? He didn't say, go take, take the whole meal and then, and then, and then, um, then come try and then, and then come talk to me. He just says, get a nibble of it. That's how God knows. That's how God awesome. That's how awesome God is. That He knew that if you would just taste Him, that you'll fall for Him every day of your life. God is moving. I, I was moved by the psalm, and it is well with my soul. And and you know what? I've been going through some stuff. And you know what? I'm not here to toss all my junk and my dirty laundry, but just know that we share the same. Um, sufferings, you know, as we are the body of Christ, you know, we're all going through stuff and different things, and we're just in different phases in our walk with God. But you know what? I needed that refreshing. I needed the touch. I needed to be restored. I needed to bring sanity back in my mind. Even though I'm at church, dude, I'm going through it right now. Because it's a real battle. It's a real fight. And I want you guys to understand that, you know, we're in a real fight. But just know and rest assured that the fight is fixed. We win, right? We win in Christ Jesus. We win, okay, in Christ Jesus. Thank God, you know, that he gives us the victory. He really does. He gives us the victory. And even in the trials and the tribulations and the stuff that we're going through, just stand on the word that we have victory over whatever is, is going through our bodies, whatever it is that we're going through in our lives, that God is faithful to finish what he has started in, in our lives. So please turn with me to uh, Nehemiah chapter 1.
Nehemiah chapter 1. Amen. Praise the Lord. Chapter 1 here. So let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you, Father, for this day, Father, that you have made, Father. And we ask you, Father, to continue to have your way, Father. Continue to speak, move, and, 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 and just speak and minister to our hearts, Father. I pray, Father, that you have your way, Father. I step aside, Father, Lord, Lord Jesus, have your way, Father, in this service, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in the book of Nehemiah, uh, verse, I mean, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. And it goes like this. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are in, the great are in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before God of heaven and said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe you, your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess and confess the sins of children of Israel, which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned, and I have sinned. So here we are in a place, Nehemiah, before the book of Nehemiah, there was a book of, of Ezra. And Ezra basically was rebuilding the temple, you know. And here comes Nehemiah, and now he's, 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 he's begging to the Lord. He sees the, the walls in ruins. He sees the gates burn, and he's moved with compassion. You know, that moved him. That moved Nehemiah. I'm sorry. That moved Nehemiah, and he's asking God for the forgiveness of the sins of the, of the town, but he's also asking, you know what, let, let me be the one to take action here. You know, so let's fast forward to uh, chapter 2, verse 17 to 20. Same um, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17 through 20. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in, that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and the gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which I had been, had been upon me, and also the king's word that he has spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up. And build. Then they set their hands to this good work. But when Samlot and Horonite to Tobiah and the Amorite official and Geshem and Arab heard it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I asked them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will, will, will prosper us. Therefore, with his servants will rise and build. But you have no heritage right in the memorial to Jerusalem. So right now, Nehemiah is trying to construct these walls. You know, he's, he's in the middle of building. 
and his desire is to build, to, 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 to prosper, to do what God placed in his heart. You know, and how many of us know that, that in right here, I'm gonna, let's, let's turn to uh, Proverbs, I mean, I'm sorry, Psalms 34. I'm sorry, 37, 37. And in uh, verse number four, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You know what? When God puts a desire in our heart, it's not necessarily speaking what we want to do. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we want. We want a, a brand new car, and we want a house, and etc. And I'm not saying all that is, is bad. That's, that, that's good. But God will place that, that burning desire to do what he wants you to do. And that's what Nehemiah was birthed. God placed that desire to pray. God placed that desire to build. God placed a desire to move and do what God has called him to do. And that's what God is calling us to do today. He's doing this. He's doing a work in our lives. And God is granting the desires of our heart. He's speaking straight into our hearts. Of course, our hearts, our desires, right? The, the Bible says our hearts are continuously wicked before him. That our hearts deceive us. So we know that what we want is, is real deceptive. But when God gets a hold of your heart, he starts to download what he wants to do in, in it and through your life. So here it is, Nehemiah, man, gives birth, this revelation. He's excited. I'm thinking he's a prophet, man, to the nations. I man, I'm here, he is a prophet. So he's excited, and he wants to do what God has called him to do. But guess what? There's opposition. There's opposition. Every time you step out in faith and you do what God has called you to do, you're going to face opposition. You're going to go through it. No one's exempt. Jesus went through it. The disciples went through it. How much more us? You know, and that's the bottom line for me. I mean, I've gone through this walk, and it has not been perfect. But I thank God for his grace, his mercy, man, that, you know what, keeps me going. That when I fall short, I know that we can call upon the name of the Lord, that we can repent and confess our sins, then he is just and he is righteous to forgive us and cleanse us from all our righteousness. That's the word of God. We need to be rooted and founded in the word of God because God is doing a work in these days, whether you believe it or not. God is doing the work, man. If he's confronting my lifestyle, how much more is he going to confront your lifestyle? This is more about going to Disneyland, right? Because we're just walking through Disneyland. We can't get on the rides. This is more than getting a promotion, right, at, at our work. This is about the kingdom business. This is about the Father's business. Let's be about the Father's business. But you say, man, well, I'm not qualified. Well, you know what? You're probably right. But God qualifies you. He qualifies the call. He will strengthen you. He will encourage you. He will download his heart to you if you just allow him to do it. He said, man, if I'll, let the, I'll let the foolish things of this world to lead. I'll use the foolish things. I'm one of the foolish things today, man. And you know what? And sometimes I, 
I feel like I'm, I'm walking okay, and I'm, you know, I got, I got this pep in my step because Jesus, you know, has set me free, you know, for, for, for this time. And guess what? One time when I stumble, but guess what? I can never get too proud because I found myself in those situations where, you know, I fell and I stumbled. You know, and, it, and, it caused, and, it, and it, this causes me to be rooted. Why? Because when you fall, right, when you fall, who's there to catch you? Jesus Christ. He's there to wrap you up. He's there to sustain you. He's there to pick you up. And he tells you, get back up, son, son of God, daughter of God. Get back up and do what I called you to do. You know, so Nehemiah finds himself in this place of rebuilding. And God is rebuilding our lives. God is rebuilding our lives. He really is doing a work in individually. And how many of us can testify on that, man? How many of us are going through some stuff, man? And maybe these are places where we've never been. And God has, God in his foreknowledge knew, you know, that he's the answer. And he knew that you're going to turn to him. And he knew that he is the only way. He is the only way to, for the answer. He is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's who he is. He's a man that cannot lie. That's God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. God is calling us out because God is doing a great work in our lives. But we can't allow the enemy to stop that work, you know. We can't allow him to stop the work. The enemy is going to come whichever which way or form, right, to stop you from what God has called you to do. So Nehemiah was faced with opposition, discouragement. You know, he was laughed at. He was ridiculed. In chapter 6, it explains that in Nehemiah. In this role, in this walk with God, it's going to get tough and it's going to get challenging. But thanks be to God that gives us the victory. He gives us the victory. All we got is a fixed fight. All we got to do is show up to the fight. Show up to the fight. Like two boxers, you know, they're, they're over here trying to contend with each other. All we have to do is show up, and God will fight our battles. We got the victory in Christ Jesus. But, yes, you know, that definitely, for sure, fear will come in and doubt and discouragement like it happened to Nehemiah. He had three dudes. In chapter 6, he had three dudes. He had a, he had, who, who was these dudes? He was a, he had his, his haters, man. He had his haters. Let's go to chapter 6. He really did. He had his haters. And, and you know what? It, this, this is the enemy. This is the enemy, man. The enemy don't fight fair. The enemy does not fight fair. I, I found that out the hard way. You know, I, you get too proud and bam, here comes, be careful, here comes the fall. But you know what? It, 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 this, this, what I've gone through has humbled me, has shown me that, you know what, no one's exempt. You know, this confronts our personal walk, man, and, and you know what? God is good. So now it happens. So verse, uh, let's go to uh, Nehemiah 6, and we're going to read uh, verses 1. We're going to start, and we're going to do a couple of verses here. So now it happened when Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshep, the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall, that were no, that there were no breaks left in it, though, th though at the time I had not hung the doors and the gates, 
the, that, that Sambalat and Geshem sent me saying, come, let me meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work, so I cannot come down. Why do your work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me a message four times, and I answered to them the same manner. Basically, Nehemiah gets confronted by these, these three dudes that are haters, man. They're just ridiculing him, trying to discourage him to, to not finish the wall, you know. And this, this right here, I want you to know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible says in John 10.10. 10, but God, it doesn't finish there, but God comes so he may ha give you life. He comes to give you more life and have it more abundantly. So I thank God that God doesn't stop there, that he reassures us and he encourages us that it's not done there, that yes, even though the enemy does come to trip you up, hang you up, but God has come to give us way more than what the enemy comes at us and throws at us. And, that, and, I, and I find that so awesome, you know, because the enemy, what does the enemy come? The enemy doesn't come, you know, as something that's not enticing. It comes in ways of enticement, you know, in, in, our, in our areas where we may, it may be a doubt, it may be, uh, maybe a, 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 a certain uh, vices, it could be certain like crimes like a, uh, pornography, it could be other women, adultery, it could be fornication, it could be many different ways, you know, the enemy will come and creep, so he can stop us, you know, but we need to be confident, right, in this very thing, that he who begun a good work in us shall complete it into the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, so guess what, in these times of, of, of conflict, in these times of pressing in these times of just, we're, we're just trying to get, we're just trying to finish what the God has called us to do. The Lord knows that we're going to go through some stuff. The Lord does know we're going to go through some stuff, but we need to thank God that God, for sure, that he started this work, he's going to see it to completion. He's going to see it to completion. And we, we may not understand it. We may not even know, we may not have the answers right now of what we're going through. And we may not have the answers to, 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 to tomorrow. But guess what? We do need to understand and trust in God that he is the one that's going to get us through. You know, he does. He's getting us through, but he's getting us ready because he's doing a great work. You know, just like Nehemiah said, he's doing a great work. Why should I stop building this wall? Why should I go and fall into this trap of the enemies because they, tried to, they were trying to kill him. The Bible says they were trying to kill Nehemiah. They were trying to plot him. They were trying to catch him slipping. And you know what? The enemy, that's, what's gonna want, that's what the enemy is going to want to do. So let's turn to, um, let's turn to our, uh, right here, Ephesians 2. Chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. But God is good, man. God is going to get us through. He's going to finish that work that he started in our lives. Man, we just cannot be discouraged. We cannot be dismayed because God, man, God is working it out for the good. He's, God is doing a work in our lives, man. So Ephesians 2, 
chapter 19, I mean, uh, chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, and it reads as follows. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Man, God is the cornerstone. God is the chief cornerstone. God is doing the work. God is building. God has laid a foundation already set down, and that foundation is him. No one can build a building because right now they're, they're building, they're rebuilding in their jobs in my, in, in my workplace, and they're making like all kinds of new offices. And I kind of got a glimpse, and I didn't really understand it until I was able to see that, and I thank God for that. But they laid down a, a block of cement. It's like a foundation. It's like the heavy cement. It's kind of like it's just the corners. And basically, that cement is what they build on. And that's where the structure is actually going to lay. And without the cement, that, that cement block, the cornerstone, it's going to crush. It's going to crumble. It's not going to hold the capacity that it has on top of it. And that's what God is. God is our solid foundation. God is doing a work. Just like he did a work with Nehemiah, he constructed and gave him the strength, gave him the utensils, gave him the wisdom, gave him the knowledge, gave him the people to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He's giving you all the tools that you need to succeed in life today. He really is. He has your back. He's a master builder. You can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong. I, I get a trip. I was just, I was just meditating on this uh, just the other day where he's, he is a, a Joseph's son, right? And Joseph, right, he's a, Joseph, he's a son, the son of a carpenter, you know? And basically, if a carpentry is in your, in, in your genealogy, man, what better person, right, that you can count on is, is, is Christ. Christ is the chief architect. God, what God starts, God will finish it. What God creates, God creates no mistakes. God creates masterpieces, for we are created, for we are God's workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, created to do good works. We are God's workmanship to do good works that he said beforehand, that before the foundations of the world, he knew that we were going to be his workmanship, that he was going to be the potter and we are the clay, that he was going to construct us, he was going to mold us, he was going to use us and to do and to, to send us where God wanted us, want us to go. So he knew that before the foundations of the earth, you know. So whatever we're going through, we just got to understand that he is the chief architect. Let's turn, please, let's, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 3.16. Because he's doing a work, he's doing a work in our, in our bodies. He's doing a work in our temple. You know, and the te- when we are the temple of God, we are the temple of God. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit where Christ dwells. 
So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 16. So do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So God is doing a work inside of you. Just like he did a work in building in the walls with Nehemiah, God is doing a work within us. And he dwells in us. He really does. He dwells in us. And he wants us to, he wants to get us to where he needs, where he wants us to be. And he told, I like what he told Peter. Let's go to, uh, let, uh, let's go to Matthew 16, uh, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And it said, Jesus, Jesus speaking to Peter. And he said, I will say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hate shall not be able to prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should, not, they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. This is the Lord speaking to Jesus, I mean to Peter. And he tells Peter that you are the rock. He calls him that I'm going to build my church Upon this rock, and the and the and it says, "I'll build the church around, build my church upon this rock." And the 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 windows, I mean the the gates of hell, the gates of hell should not be able to prevail against it, you know. And God, God is giving, is reassuring Peter that you know what He's doing a work, and He's telling them, you know what, that this church that I'm building. It's going to be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. It is going to be firm. It's going to be rooted. It's going to be unmovable. So rest assured that he will speak to him prophetically. You know, so he's giving, he's telling that to us. He's telling that us to, that's, he's giving us that word to us today. That if we're going to be unmovable, unshakable, but trust the process. Trust what the Lord is doing in your life. Because God is making all things new. He's doing a new things. He's doing a new thing in your life. He is doing something new, whether you think so or not. We're always being, we're always being, uh, what is it? We're always being renewed. We're always going through something fresh. And if we're trusting in God, we're always going through something. God's always showing us something. And then, and then, and then through that, through that, through that season, God is reassuring us that, you know what, he is the master builder. You know, we can count on that. You know, so since he's doing something new, let's turn to Luke 14, uh, verses 25 to 34. Luke 14, verses uh, 25 to 34. It says, Now a great multitude went with him, and he turned to said to him, and said to them, If anyone comes to me, and does not hate his father and mother and wife or children, brothers or sisters, yes, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. 
And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he had enough to finish it? Lest after he had laid the foundation and not be able to finish it, all we see, and all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. This is definitely a word for us, you know, that he, we are his disciples. We are his disciples. We are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you know. And because we're his disciples, we need to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow him daily. That's, the, that's what we need to do. And because we're followers of Christ, we're disciples of God. And disciples meaning we're disciplined learners, you know. So we're, because we're disciples of God, we need definitely to continue to do this work, you know, because God, God is always doing stuff in our lives, and, and he's going to finish this great work. We just got need to continue to, 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 to trust him, continue to trust him. Let's turn to uh, Ephesians 4.22. So it says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. God wants us to put off that new life, man. If there's some stuff in our lives that hindered us from doing this work, God wants us to put all that stuff to the side. Forget about it. But how you forget about it is not put it under the rug. Confess it. Give it to God, and God will give you the breakthrough. God will give you what you need to just go and finish that work that he started in your life. You know, so God, God wants us to just finish up with all that stuff that we just, all that sin. Basically, it's all that sin that just easily just entangles us, that really just keeps us from doing what God has called us to do. You know, because God's work is always it's always, it's, God's work is not finished until we go home to be with him, you know. So God is always doing a great work, but we need to be willing to obey. We need to be willing to not look back. We need to be willing to re, really be sold out to him, you know. So God, God, is, God is on the move. God is, God, and, and because God is faithful to his word, and God is, it's, it's, he is the one that will finish this work into the day of his return. You know, so right now, in the book of Nehemiah, the, the, wall was, 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 the wall was built and the gates were put up. And that's what God does, man, if we really trust him, if we really heed and obey what God has for us, man, God will bring that to light. God will bring it to pass. God will bring it to reality if we just believe him, if we continue to trust him, if we continue to obey what he is doing in our lives. You know, God's able to do that. God, God, what God starts, God will finish it. Because he who begun a good work in you shall see it to, to, to completion to the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, he is faithful and committed to his word. You know, so we, all we got to do is continue to trust and obey and recognize that, you know what? He's the foundation. And with 
without without that foundation, we will we will crumble. We will go. We will just make this worse than it already is. But you know what? We have. We are rooted in Christ, and we can't go wrong. We cannot fail, because God won't fail us. So God bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gabriel. Praise God. Amen. So let me just ask a quick question. Is that your desire? Is that your desire? To see the Lord rebuild, to restore, and to see you through, through every situation, through every circumstance. And one of the things I love about that as he brought that out was Nehemiah didn't lose focus that there was a job and a work that needed to be done. But the question is, is that your desire today? And that has to be our desire daily, to want to serve God. And many times we say, well, I'm worshiping God. Worship is not just our songs that we sing. Worship is a way of life. It's worshiping God in all that we do, in our jobs, in our homes, in our family. It's in everything that we do in our giving. It's part of our life. But worshiping God is also a place of trust and belief through those times where it's not easy, as he said, through the process of it all, through the struggles of it all, but still choosing to say, Lord God, you're still my God, and still being able to say, it is well. Amen? Well, Father, we just thank you this day, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We thank you, Father God, Lord, because, Father, we are here today to say, it is well with our soul, Lord God. And, Father God, this is our desire, Lord God, is to serve you, Lord God, because, Father, you have provided us with everything that is needed, a firm foundation. Father God, we're on the winning side, the side of victory. And, Father God, you have given us everything that we need in you, Lord Jesus, every provision that is needed, Father God, that even, Father God, Lord, when we fall short, my God, Lord, you are always there to pick us back up again, Lord. And, Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Father God. So when we become sluggish, Father God, when we become, Father God, in a place of complacency, Father God, when we, Father God, just get caught up in everything else except your business, Father, let us go to the ant, Father God, as your word says, go to the ant, O sluggard. And that ant never told, it never, it's just hanging out, Lord God. That ant stays steady and firm and, and constant in its work, Lord. So, Father, as you are faithful to the work that is being done in us, Lord, help us to be faithful in the work that you have called us to do, Lord. Let us be committed, Father, recognizing that through the opposition, Lord, Father, we have the victory in you, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, we just thank you this day, Lord God, for this is our desire to serve you, Lord, and, Father, to trust you through it all, Lord God. And we just thank you this day, Lord God, because, Father, through it all, we can say it is well with our soul. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, as you continue to guide us and lead us and direct us in all that we do. We thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed today. Praise God. We can clap. We can give the Lord some shout this, this morning. Amen. And we will see you. We'll be on uh, for Bible study on Wednesday. Amen. So we, we pray that you join us either online or in, or in person. We'll be here. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us online.